Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Friday, January 6th. It's been two years since the Capitol riot happened in Washington, D.C. Rioters assaulted police and smashed their way into the Capitol to interrupt the certification of Joe Biden as president. Hours later, Congress reassembled and did exactly what the angry mob hoped to prevent. On this date in 1993, we lost one of the world's most famous jazz trumpeters and a South Carolina native. The legendary Dizzy Gillespie died of pancreatic cancer. He was born in Sheraw, up in Chesterfield County. Now it's time to see what the forecast has in store for your weekend. Let's head over to the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center. Hey, good Friday morning to you. Meteorologist Joey Silvat here. Cooler start as you head out the door this morning. Jackets, coats needed first thing. We'll see temperatures warming up pretty quickly, but certainly not as much as the past couple of days. Sunny sky, beautiful Friday. Just a little typical, more typical as far as the temperatures are concerned today compared to the past couple of days for January. 60 at noon will be in the low 60s for highs this afternoon. Cooling down quickly this evening. If you have dinner plans, can be out and about. Make sure you have the coats tomorrow morning. Definitely need the it's 38 degrees, 64 on Saturday afternoon, 67 on Sunday. We'll see clouds increase second half of the weekend with a small chance of a shower Sunday night and Monday. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast. Powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, here are your news headlines for this Friday. South Carolina's highest court struck down the state's fetal heartbeat law, ruling it violates the state constitution. The law banned most abortions after about six weeks, allowing for limited exceptions beyond that point. The decision is being celebrated as far up as the White House, which called South Carolina's six-week abortion ban extreme and dangerous. But others, including Governor Henry McMaster, say it's the wrong call releasing a statement that the state Supreme Court had exceeded its authority in this decision and he would work with the General Assembly to correct this error. With yesterday's decision, abortion remains legal in South Carolina before 20 weeks into pregnancy. However, for some women, they still had to face repercussions of diagnosed fetal anomalies and unexpected birth defects that sometimes come during pregnancy. Yeah, Anna Harris spoke to one woman who gives us her story on how difficult it was for her to save her unborn child. A little over nine months ago, Jill Hartle found out she was pregnant. Right now, she should be celebrating the birth of her first child. However, due to a severe birth defect that would have ultimately led to her child's death, she remains childless. She says the South Carolina abortion law did not make this process any easier. I'm so angry that my state let me down. In April 2022, Jill and Matt Hartle found out they were pregnant with their first child. After 18 weeks at her anatomy scan, the doctor diagnosed the baby with severe hypoplastic left heart syndrome, which affects normal blood flow to the heart. There is no cure, and at this level, the outcomes are often fatal. Hartle says you typically don't find out these diagnoses until you're at least 18 weeks into pregnancy. She says she did not want her child to suffer, so they searched for a place that allowed abortions. Before completing the procedure in Washington, D.C., Hartle had to wait two weeks for an appointment. She says she thought of being forced to keep a child full term, knowing they are not going to survive, is so cruel. After this experience, Hartle decided to create a support group for other women that have had unborn children diagnosed with fetal anomalies. It is called the Ivy Grace Project, named after the girl she was supposed to have. And so it is so vital that we protect all of these women 
and their rights and their privacy and the level of care that they're receiving by all of our doctors here in our state. Hartle says she's working on turning the Ivy Grace project into a nonprofit. She says she wants to stand in front of state legislature, share her story, and wants to make sure that what happened to her does not happen to another woman again. In West Ashley, Anna Harris, Live 5 News. The South Carolina Supreme Court also heard arguments on whether firing squads and electric chairs are legal ways to execute inmates since officials have been unable to get the drugs for lethal injections. Justices on South Carolina Supreme Court heard arguments for nearly three hours yesterday over whether the methods violate provisions against cruel and unusual punishment in the state's constitution. Those provisions also exist in the U.S. Constitution. The court is unlikely to rule for months and the side that doesn't like the ruling will likely file a federal appeal. Police in North Charleston say they've arrested a student for allegedly bringing a gun to an elementary school yesterday. Officers say the student was arrested after a gun was found at Liberty Hill Academy. Charleston County School District spokesperson Andy Pruitt said that gun was found when a student was searched after a metal detector went off. The juvenile was taken into custody. USC Health and Tidelands Health are expanding their years-long collaboration by announcing Tidelands Health as the first full affiliate with MUSC Hollings Cancer Center Network. The director of MUSC's Cancer Center says this affiliation is the first of its kind in our state. It expands the relationship by creating a community-based hub and cancer care delivery model. Bruce Bailey, the president and CEO of Tidelands Health, says, quote, no one ever wants to hear the words you have cancer, but that's reality thousands of people across our state face every year. Now, Bailey says through the Cancer Network, MUSC Health and Tidelands Health are standing together to help our cancer patients become cancer survivors. Two fire stations under construction in Dorchester County will be opening their doors this year. Officials say a volunteer fire station off Sandridge Road near St. George is scheduled to open in the next few weeks. Once open, the fire chief says it will cut the insurance premiums of locals by about half. Meanwhile, crews are continuing to build a $3.3 million station off Ladson Road. That building is expected to open by the end of May and will house both firefighters and paramedics. Well, did you see it? Joint Base Charleston launched a massive C-17 formation yesterday. More than a dozen military planes flew over the Ravenel Bridge around 11. Vice Commander of the 437th Airlift Wing tells us that it was a cool sight, but the exercise, it goes well beyond what you saw. The flyover began a day-long kickoff event for Mobility Guardian 2023, where several exercises were performed across the region with joint partners testing their ability to operate in dynamic and dangerous environments. I missed it, but the I videos look too. awesome. Yes. Well, check this out. A Somerville man had lots to celebrate over the holiday season, including his 106th birthday. You heard that right. Mr. Roosevelt Thomas turned 106 on Christmas Day. Thomas was born in 1916 at Bishopville, South Carolina. In 1939, he and his wife Magnolia moved to Charleston, where he worked as a machinist at the Charleston Navy Shipyard for more than 35 years. Roosevelt has been a member of Bethel AME Church since 1944. We want to extend a very, very, very happy 106th birthday 
to Mr. Roosevelt Thomas. How yes. amazing. He looks great. <laughs> the Gullah Geechee people of St. Helena Island and environmentalists have Governor Henry McMaster's support in fighting against an ordinance that would open the door for development on the island. The chiefess of the Gullah Geechee people says St. Helena Island is the only place in the world protected by a cultural overlay zone, which prevents development based on the living culture on the island. But now the Beaufort County Planning Commission is considering changing the ordinance to allow greater land use flexibility by allowing those types of development in certain conditions, if certain conditions are met. Governor Henry McMaster sent a letter to the Planning Commission opposing changes to the overlay zone, saying changes could create an open season for developers. A petition against the changes got more than 5,000 signatures ahead of the Planning Commission meeting. Here's a question for you. Do you like coffee, lattes? What about cats? Well, Somerville is getting the boast, best of both worlds with its very first ever cat cafe featuring adoptable cats from Dorchester Paws. Muse and Brews is opening its doors today. The cat cafe will offer food and drinks and of course the cat lounge where you can meet all the adoptable pets. Sounds like a great time. If you're not ready to make the full jump into ownership, the cafe gives you a chance to hang out with a kitty. Uh, all while helping socialize the pets. Joey's laughing at me. Adoptable <laughs> cats are $50 and adoptions take place on the spot, meaning you can go home with your cat that same day. All the cats are spayed or neutered, microchipped, vaccinated, vetted, and are on a monthly preventative. Sounds like a wonderful yeah, time. Yeah, I never think of cats and like food together. Well, I don't, <laughs> they have, I think it's coffees. Oh, cat, well, cafe. Oh, I don't know if they serve food or not. <laughs> Librarians are working to expand the book collection at a brand new library that opened within the Charleston County Juvenile Detention Center last month. Yeah, they're asking the community's help to for the kids at the Juvenile Detention Center so they can explore other worlds by participating in a book drive. Our Molly McBride, she joins us live now. And Molly, how has the response been from these teens so far? Officials with Charleston County Public Libraries tell me the response from those at the Juvenile Detention Center has been amazing so far. They say all of the teens have had a chance to visit the library to check out books and other materials. I spoke with Carly Gallagher, the outreach manager for Charleston County Public Libraries, who tells me the fact that the teens are coming back for second visits, reading a variety of books and asking for recommendations from librarians shows just how great this response has been. She says they're beginning to open up to the librarians and become more talkative. And they're even asking for specific books to be added to the collection. Every librarian loves that. Every library worker loves to see being able to put that book into someone's hand and the joy that it sparks and have them come back. I mean, that's amazing, even if they didn't like the book. And, you know, I've seen so many smiling faces, so much more engagement. They're coming out of their shell and they're learning to trust us. And, um, you know, books are just bridges. We're able to build those relationships and it really means a lot. The original collection the library opened with was carefully selected by selection experts in the Charleston County Public Library's outreach team. Now, they're asking the public to help add to the collection. Gallagher says many of the books that are listed in the book drive were specifically requested by the teens. She, she says she can tell it's meaningful to them to have adults visiting the library consistently, listening, and then bringing in the books that they ask for. 
The national campaign to end solitary confinement for juveniles is actually spotlighting this book drive as a positive example for how to treat incarcerated teens. For a link to that book drive, you can just head over to live5news.com and click on this article. Reporting live in Charleston, I'm Molly McBride, Live 5 News. Celebrating birthdays today, actor-comedian Rowan Atkinson is 68, actor Danny Pintoro from Who's the Boss is 47, and actress-comedian Kate McKinnon is 39. Thanks for joining us for Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. We hope you have a great weekend. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you Monday. Thanks for listening to Morning Y'all, produced every weekday morning. You can listen and subscribe at live5news.com slash podcast. And download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.